Dirty Panties podcast contains adult themes and is not recommended for listeners under the age of 18. Welcome to Dirty Panties podcast. On today's bonus episode, we'll be talking to a previous guest, author Lisa Carver, about her experiences with online dating as she prepares to spend three months in Paris, France. Shall we begin? Hello, Lisa. Oh, do it. Do it in your accent. My accent? Hello, Lisa. Lisa. I hear hear you are going to France. I hear you are going to France to meet some French men. Am I going to get canceled for my fake French accent? I don't know. (laughs) I hope not. Yes, I'm going to meet all the French men. You're going to meet all the French men? Awesome. All right, so... You're going to France on in a couple weeks, yeah. but you've been on French dating sites for a while now, yeah. scoping out French men. I started in I I started in Botswana because there was just nothing for me there dating, and so sure. I thought, what's my what was my favorite ex husband? <laughs> <laughs> So Jean-Louis was your favorite ex-husband. I hope your other ex-husbands aren't listening right now. <laughs> and I love them all. You love I them love all. Them all. You love them all equally. You just happen to love Jean-Louis a little bit better. No, no. I love all the Frenchmen. All the Frenchmen. Oh, okay. Yes. That, then, then that's a. Okay. So you love all the Frenchmen. What is this French dating site? It's called Meet It. And it's just match.com, but it's in France. It's in France. Yeah. It's meet it like M-E-E-T-I-C-T-I-C. Meetic. Yes. Meetic. Yes. Okay. So you're on Meetic. And how are these guys reacting when you say that you're an American lady who's going to France and looking for some action? Uh, they, um, they're really nasty. <laughs> but you like that, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah. No, they, they are. They're very nasty. They... They uh, say that I'm a, I'm a tourist. I'm a tourist of love. You are a tourist of love. Why is that a bad yeah, thing? I know. Why is that a bad thing? And and uh, that they're more serious. Okay. That I'm not. I'm not serious. You're not serious. Uh, yeah. See, this is. I don't know if it's like a generational thing. I feel like the guys in America just want to like fucking run, but in France they're like, "You are not serious enough for me, Lisa Carver. Serious. <laughs> You're not serious. I want a woman who is serious." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then they, they won't stop talking. Like they won't, they won't stop criticizing me. And then on the other hand, telling me I'm thrilling. So I'm disappointing them and I'm thrilling them simultaneously. Yeah. I think maybe they like, like they're turned on by disapproving of you Mm. and you're turned on by them disapproving of you. It's a match made. <laughs> it's a match made. Sexy hell. Sexy, sexy hell. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you have any dates? Like, so you're leaving, like, I think in like 10 days? No, yeah. maybe a little longer. Almost yeah, 12, two weeks. 12 yeah. days. Yeah. 12 days. Um, yeah. yeah. I, my, my top three are not even French. They're, one is Chinese, one is Persian, and one is um, Italian, French. And, um, but they all live in Paris. But they all have lived there for so long, like 40 years, because they're all old. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, they're really Frenchified. Frenchified, yeah. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, did you know that in in France you can't say your nationality? You you you're French. You don't yeah. even have a race. You're just like you're French. Interesting. Yeah. So even if you were an immigrant, mm-hmm. oh okay. So that's very different than than the USA. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you have these three French. Well, okay, but I'm gonna say something that from my own personal travel dating experience, and I might have told you this, I can't remember, but when I went to Iceland, I really wanted to get, you know, hook up with an Icelander. And I did meet this guy in a bar and we made out, but it was like real weird and he was real weird. And then he did, he stood me up for our second date. But I was like in, they have these public swimming pools that have like hot tubs and stuff. It's a big part of their culture. And I was sitting in the hot tub and I was like, I'm going to manifest a date. Right. And I was looking at all the handsome men in the hot tub and I was like, Oh, he's sexy. He's sexy. He's sexy. And like most of them were Icelandic, but there was this one guy in the hot tub who looked like sexy Osama bin Laden. (laughs) He looked exactly like Osama bin Laden. If Osama bin Laden was like 28 (laughs) and like hot. And I was like, is kind of hot. No one's ever said that, but he He is. And, and you know, this is a podcast where we talk about our, our dangerous crushes. And I wouldn't say that I have a crush on Osama bin Laden in general, but I was just looking at all the different men in the hot tub trying to manifest this date and appreciating, like, oh, he's got nice arms. Oh, he's got pretty hair. Oh, he looks like sexy Osama bin Laden. So I go back to, like, my hotel, my place I was staying, and I get on Tinder and I start swiping and it's sexy Osama bin Laden comes up. And I'm like, that's the guy from the hot tub. So I swipe right on him. And he like messages me and he's all like, oh, I saw you in the hot tub today. Wow. So he like manifested a date instantly with a guy in the hot tub. And he was um, uh, Berber, like Moroccan, so North African. And he was living in Iceland. He lived all around Europe. And he's like, I'm going to be your boyfriend for the rest of your trip. And like he would cook for me and like... Like he went with me to a party and he would hold my hand and they have this like amazing beam of light in the middle on this island that Yoko Ono made in honor of John. That's this romantic gesture, this light sculpture. And he's like, every time I look at that, I'm going to think of you. And like, and he wasn't Icelandic. And it was like, once I got over this, like, I need to be with an Icelandic guy. And I was like, oh no, but sexy Osama bin Laden is the shit. Like that guy was really cool. So I... I applaud you for not being narrow-minded about what constitutes French. Well, I, I think it's more that they don't reject me. Like, yeah. they're, they're wanderers, so they like a, another wanderer. Sure. But Frenchmen in general seem to, like, they take their vacation seriously, but mostly they're French. They want to stay French. I mean, that's really why my first marriage broke up was because he didn't want to live in America and I didn't want to live permanently in France. So. Sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I, I think they're, they're just the three that hung on <laughs> <laughs> through this roller coaster of, of months of meetic chit chat, yeah. keeping things spicy. It's a little weird to, to go on talking to, you know, you go on a dating site in your own home, land yeah and you expect to meet within you know four days or else it's going to be weird yeah and and then you know here's somebody who is not even coming to your country for a month and a half and have any of those guys held on that long Mm -hmm. like oh really interesting 
it's because you're you're this American sex tourist who's coming to France to consume French dick. The first one I, I was um, was British. I didn't know he was British for the longest oh. time. Were you messaging in French? Yes. So we were we were messaging, and then we went on to my email, and we were like messaging like fifty times a day, all in French. And then I and then he. And then it came up in a conversation that he had gone to Eton and on scholarship. Uh-huh. And I said, I, I said, wow, that's amazing. I didn't know that French, that France gave scholarships to another country. That's weird. And then he's like, oh, I, you didn't know that I'm British? And I, I felt sick. I feel like he catfished you. He made you chat with him in French this whole time when you both were native English speakers? Yeah. That rap. And he, he, like, in all of his pictures, he had a scarf on. (laughs) Is that like a Frenchman thing? Wear the scarf? Okay. They all wear. Jaunty, jaunty scarf. And let me tell you, they, like, they hook it up so well. Like, they just style it. Oh, yeah. I had I dated a guy who's really into infinity scarves and like yeah it's 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 a little different but he made it work mm-hmm. so I understand the appeal of a jaunty scarf done correctly so yeah after after you're done having these dating adventures in France um, I, I definitely I broke up with him by the way oh you broke up with him yes. so like without even meeting him yeah no I, <laughs> I feel like I've had relationships like that too. <laughs> Um, do you ever use dating apps? Uh, dating apps in the U.S. or no? That's all I do. Ever since they were invented. Oh, yeah. okay. Rock on. <laughs> Same here. Do you feel like it's really fundamentally different using a dating app, like a French dating app, versus the U.S. one? Um. Well, yeah. The French French are really different from Americans. Yeah, that really, goes without saying. Really different. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But other than that, they're exactly... I mean, they exactly are the same. same. The is owned by, by the company. Yeah, Yeah. actually, one of my um, friends slash people I know from grad school is a scientific advisor for Match.com. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, that's the coolest job. Um, so, like, we're mostly talking dudes in their 50s, I'm guessing. Yeah, I put my... I, I put that I was interested in 45 to 65, um... But I'm getting all of these, all of these, like, 23 These, year old, like, young cubs that yeah. want a sexy older American. And if they're really, really hot, I'll write back and I'll say, <laughs> I'll say, you know, you're too young for me, like, really. But I just have to tell you, you are, you are, you're oh really my hot. god. And, and then they, like, they can't, they can't stop after that. Oh. Like, you know, and I, I say, like, I, I'm really not going to be with a 23. Like, no, for sure. I, I have a child older than that. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there, like, a guy who you're, like, you're too young for me? And he's like, oh, don't worry. My old girlfriend was 75. Oh, yeah. My ex-girlfriend was. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, like, in his 30s or something? Yeah, he was in his 30s. And he had been with her for, like, 14 years Oh my god! So he had been with her when he, he was twenty, and she was sixty. Is it Betty Dodson? No, <laughs> probably not. But yeah. And and we were we were wondering like, did she die? Like yeah. What, what led why, to their breakup? If you've been together for fifteen years, why mm-hmm. end it now? Good question. Yeah. Yeah. 
But okay, my question is, so these French guys, they really like, they want true love, or at least they're saying they want true love. Yeah, um, they want a beautiful story. Ugh. A beautiful story. Ugh. Ugh, gross. Ugh. Do you feel like the, the dudes of the same age bracket in the USA want a beautiful story? I know that guys my age don't. No. No, right? No. That's a French thing. Americans yeah. are not looking for a beautiful story. There's no French, there's no American man looking for a beautiful story. <laughs> there, I think there are American women looking for beautiful stories. <laughs> Or maybe like American queers looking for beautiful stories, but heterosexual American men, no. 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 And they want it to be toujours. Toujours. Pour toujours. Yeah. Do they actually say like en belle histoire? Yes, they say en belle histoire. And they and they do say that they want it to be forever. Like they oh do not want and like a, so I can't even tell you how many men when they say how long are you going to be here? And I say trois mois. And they uh-huh. say, they say, three months is not enough for me. I need it all. <laughs> I need to possess you until you are cold in your coffin. Yeah, and it's like, what? You haven't even met me. Like, like how do you know? How do you know? I mean, and there's only room for one. How's it? How do you know it's me? Like, I think that's a fantasy. But I guess that's just like a cultural. That's the cultural narrative about. France, And I think that there's like actually a psychological um, condition, like it's called Paris syndrome or something. I need to look this up afterwards. I'm going to pause the audio real quick and look this up. Yeah. All right. Okay. So Google this. When I lived in Japan, I would hear about Paris syndrome where... Um, young Japanese women would go to Paris and they would like go into shock because they'd be so disappointed. They'd have this romantic idea of Paris and then they'd get there and there'd be dog shit on the street and people would be really mean and they would just like have like, and not die of heartbreak, but just like, so I'm going to read the, the Wikipedia definition of Paris syndrome, Paris syndrome. And in French, it's syndrome de Paris. And uh, in Japanese, it's Paris Shokogun. So it is kind of unique to, I mean, it's apparently super common with Japanese tourists. Um, It's a sense of disappointment exhibited by some individuals when visiting or going on vacation to Paris who feel that Paris wasn't what they expected. The condition is commonly viewed as a severe form of culture shock. The syndrome is characterized by a number of psychiatric syndromes such as acute delusional states, hallucinations, feelings of persecution, perceptions of being a victim of prejudice, aggression, and hostility from others, derealization, depersonalization, anxiety, and also psychosomatic manifestations such as dizziness, tachycardia, sweating, and others such as vomiting. So this is your first time hearing about Paris syndrome? Yeah. I mean, I found about it out about it living in Japan, so... Yeah. But see, you, you already lived in Paris for a few years. Yeah. Um, when I lived there, this was before they had regulated the emissions from vehicles. Oh. And, you know, the streets are packed with cars, and so I really did get a headache and vomiting. <laughs> pollution from people driving their Citroën. Oh my god. Do you feel it's a a romantic place or do you think that's just a cultural fantasy? Oh yes, I think it's so romantic. Yeah. Because the people are romantic. Uh, You know, any place is what you is 
is what the people want it to be. Yeah, that's true. They want it to be romantic, and it is. It's consensus reality. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, that that's true. Yeah, I'm hoping to visit you there. We'll see. I have never been to France. I studied it for six years as a kid, but uh, I don't think I'm going to be dating any Frenchmen because you said that the thing they want, they want les, les femmes, thin, skinny women. They like yes. thin, slender women, which you are, but I am not. Yeah. So that's okay. Um... But, you know, they're human beings. That's like, true. There's there's bound to be. Oh, no, I'm sure there are French chubby chasers. And if anything, they're probably really intense about it because it's so taboo. Anytime yeah. you make something taboo or yeah. off limits, then that makes it really hot. Yeah. So you're probably... I'm sure I could get on Meetic and find someone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just a question of whether I want to have that beautiful history with them or not. Oh, a never-ending... Cette belle histoire. The never-ending story. Oh, God. Do they want to reincarnate with you, too? I guess they're Catholics and they don't believe in that. They are all Catholic. They are? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really Catholic place, yeah. Yeah, I wonder... But they're, like, Catholic in a different way than Italians are Catholic. I feel like they're Catholic, but they're very, like erotic and like shamelessly erotic look so are italians but it's different i don't know it's different it's different yeah 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 and they um in my experience they pretty much all have affairs Mm. and it's not a problem yeah it's just part of the life the culture so both you know men and women having affairs yeah yeah Yeah. so everyone's having affairs as long as it's like everyone having affairs i have an issue if it's only the men having affairs but as long as the women are like getting their selfies too for sure that's that's all that matters to me yeah and the marriage stays intact um yeah you know there's just kind of an understanding it's it's more like a business relationship friendship running the household yeah, which is, I think, historically more how marriage was. Mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense to me. Cool. Well, anything else you want to say before you leave on this fantastical journey? Um, gosh, uh, we'll, we'll have to do um, part A postmortem. Part deux. Part deux. <laughs> yeah, because you weren't really dating in Botswana, but it sounded like that was more just kind of family oriented it was not somewhere to have a nasty affair as a tourist no one dates in Botswana they fuck yeah that's that's it and you know I don't know that doesn't seem very fun to just you you wanted the the psychological interchange and the cat and mouse and the yeah the naughty flirtation instead of just banging it out with some tutti free condos <laughs> in a hotel <laughs> chemistry is right but probably it's been a while since I've been have you found someone and just been like you know without oh yeah yeah I mean yeah definitely over the course of my many years of fucking I have but certainly not recently coming out of a pandemic so yeah yeah you know actually now that I think about it I used to do that people I didn't even know their names but Actually, not since I quit drinking. <laughs> well, so you got to have that experience, and now you don't do that anymore. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. <laughs> All right. Well, I will do. we will do a follow-up interview when you return uh, in the late fall or winter. Is there a way, like... 
Or I could interview you in over Zoom. Oh, yeah, you could interview me over Zoom. But I was also wondering if, like, people could give me advice or something. Yeah, so if you're listening and you know anything about dating in France, um, you can you can get in touch with, uh, I don't know, email me, mm. venusstarfruit at gmail.com with... Uh, tips, hot tips for Lisa, and we'll, we'll read it on a future episode. So yeah. Well, bon chance, Lisa. Merci. Best of luck. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to need it. I know. (laughs) If you're interested in following Lisa's dating adventures in France, you can support her on Patreon where she's there as Lisa Carver For as little as $1 a month, and you will get many wonderful updates about all kinds of mischief that she gets into. Highly recommend it. Dirty Panties Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Venus Valentine. If you want to send me some email, particularly if you want to send me some dating tips for Lisa, my email address is venusstarfruit at gmail.com. If you like this show, please support us by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a five-star review. Until next time, stay dirty.